With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and we'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. Welcome to this week's edition of Why Blank Loss. I'm David Bloomberg, and I am thankful that we didn't have another double elimination to deal with over the holiday this week. I'm sure my co-host Jessica Lewis feels the same way. I am very thankful about that. And I'm also thankful that I've stopped eating so much food. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it gets a little, little problematic sometimes around the yeah. holidays. Yeah. You know, you, you just try and fit it all into that one day, right? Right. Which shocks me. Like, why is it totally acceptable that we all just gorge ourselves one day a year? It's totally fine. People expect it. Yeah. Well, as long as it's just one day, I guess. Let me tell you a quick, funny story, and then we'll talk about Elizabeth, I promise. Because this is what happens to people. I decided which was not a good idea, to go shopping on Friday. Bad plan. And I'm like in one of the stores walking around and I see this woman who's also shopping and she's kind of making some noises, but I didn't really know what type of noises, but there was, there was something going on. And then all of a sudden she like grabs her stomach and goes, oh, turkey. And then just <laughs> keeps walking. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, but it's one of those things where I actually understood because I'm like, yeah, we all feel that way on Friday. Like we all ate too much, including turkey. Well, isn't that the way uh, everybody feels after having a big feast uh, on Survivor too, a big reward? Oh, yes. You're so sick because you're just you're. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. Pace yourself, everyone. Just pace yourself. If you get out there, don't overdo because you're just going to be sick. (laughs) And we've seen that several times on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a legit thing. Like you, yeah. your stomach just can't take it anymore. It gets used to eating basically nothing, and then you gorge yourself, and then you're sick. So just don't do it. Yeah. So so with that in mind, I hope uh, listeners had a good Thanksgiving, <laughs> and uh, you know did not uh, overeat on the uh, pancakes, bacon, and hash brown. No, wait, sorry, that was the reward on, uh, on mm-hmm. the show on uh, turkey and uh, mashed potatoes and stuffing. Oh, it's so good though, right? So good. Yes. And, uh, you know, we can be thankful that for once we got a prediction right. I, I mean, OK, it wasn't a straightforward vote. I was very confused for a second. <laughs> but, but but we got the end result right. 
We did. We did. Yes. We finally, in a roundabout way, we got there. Thank hey, you to Karishma how. for playing an idol. Right. Right. It's and, like she knew. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I personally, along with many others, cheered when she played her idol. Now, in, in my ca- case, that was partially because it meant a lot of points for me in my fantasy league. But more so because I enjoyed seeing her turn the tables on everyone just when they finally decided we're going to take her out. I did not cheer, though, once I saw Janet's name come up. Then oh, I was no. like, oh, no. And then it was an Elizabeth. And I was like, OK, at yes. least now there's and not that, you know, not speaking ill of Elizabeth, but. We all are on the Janet train, I feel. At least I know I am. And I really love Janet. And so I was very, very frustrated for that quick moment. But then it went away. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I did think that the Lauren, switching subjects here, uh, Island of the Idols task was fun this week. And I, I thought Lauren, along with Tommy, did a great job. When, when she was there, I was tweeting, no, don't take this. It's, you know, it, it, you can't predict it. But then when she got the uh the option of naming two people and she mm-hmm. walked through what everyone was going to do i'm like okay well I'm, you know good for her that she didn't listen to me i guess um then you know she played her idol and some people wondered why and whether she had made a mistake but i, I think she had to play it in that situation because when you know that everybody voted for the person who played an idol you don't want to be completely at their mercy and leave with one vote against you Especially when your idol is only good for two tribal councils. So, you know, better to quote unquote waste it than risk it. Well, and a couple of things. First, the Jedi mind trick was incredible. I don't know how Mm -hmm. Tommy and she pulled that off, but they really did a phenomenal job making everybody decide to eat pancakes and bacon. I mean, it's a hard thing to pass up, but the way that they managed it was really incredibly impressive. So kudos to both of them for that. But yeah, I do agree that her playing of the idol was necessary because I didn't expect anybody to be voting for anyone but Karishma because they initially sounded like they were going to split votes, but then they went with they weren't going to split votes. And Karishma had been told to vote for Janet. Not that Lauren's necessarily going to know that and not that Karishma is necessarily going to vote for whoever she was told to vote for. So it's this whole very strange thing that... If you don't know what that one person who just played an idol voted for, who that person voted for, then, yeah, I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry, for sure. Yeah. So, so, you know, it didn't work out, but what are you going to do? They'll just all have to find new idols now. Oh, Uh, and there'll be like 10 of them hidden. So they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. You know, but hey, we're mostly here to talk about Elizabeth. And, um, you know, we'll do it the way we always do by comparing her gameplay to my rules so we can evaluate how she did using all the information available from what we saw on TV, plus clips from CBS All Access and interviews. Though in this case, we're not really sure if Elizabeth will be doing interviews, but even if she is, it's after our recording time frame, which always happens on Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, so frustrating. Some reason the CBS PR people don't want to work on Thanksgiving so that we can get the interviews we need. It is, it is so rude of them. It's very rude of them because I was, I do recall my season was that like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, they did like a two hour. I believe that's when it was. I think it was right there. Wasn't it right by Thanksgiving? It could have been. They used to do two hours before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Frustrated the heck out of me. Yeah. But then I also feel like I did my exit interviews relatively quickly, but I could be wrong. 
It was a long uh, time ago. I don't it's really so remember. long ago. That's like, you know, three years ago. <laughs> so much has happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we did not have exit interviews. So that's not much fun because we right. have to try to put things together with less information. But we'll do our best. Yeah. And, you know, as a reminder, uh, everybody listening can find the latest version of my rules at robhasawebsite.com slash blog slash survivor rules. Or you can get the shorter and much more colorful version of the rules in poster form at tinyurl.com slash David Rules Poster. Yes. And I just sent out like seven posters the other day. So thank you to everyone who is ordering. They are a wonderful purchase. Looks great in a frame, beautiful colors. And yeah, you should definitely order it and then you can hang it up and you can study it while you're listening to David Bloomberg and I talk. That's right. And you can also get it as a gift, of course, for the holidays, because who wouldn't you know, want one of these for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever else. And, uh, you know, you mentioned a frame. I can recommend a frame for anyone who's interested if you hit me up on Twitter. Yes, it, it really does look great in a frame. So. So anyway, last week we talked about how Aaron and Missy went from the top to the bottom very quickly. And Elizabeth had a bit more of a roller coaster ride because she was right there with those two at the high point and then the low point. But then it looked like she would survive this week until Karishma's Idol came out. So how did she get to that point? And why did the tie vote turn into a unanimous one against her? It's time to figure out why Elizabeth lost. We'll start with the first rule, which, of course, talks about the need to scheme and plot. Now, I said in our preseason podcast that I was concerned about Elizabeth's strategic game because she indicated that she watched as a child, but didn't say anything about watching recently. And she was a recruit. She even said she wanted to avoid being schemy. But Elizabeth surprised me by having more strategic chops than I expected maybe because she got together with Missy so early in the game, as we discussed last week, and Missy rubbed off on her. Or maybe that was inside Elizabeth the whole time, and she didn't even know it. But one thing was certain, and that was that Elizabeth and Missy were joined at the hip, as Chelsea said in her interviews at the time. Plus, we know that Karishma felt those two were tight like sorority sisters together. I do think that I shared the same concerns that you had with Elizabeth coming into this. And even Jeff Probst said in his interviews about Elizabeth that she lacks a little survivor experience and she was actually cast. So sometimes the people who are cast to be on the show don't end up performing very well because they do lack that survivor experience that so many players go on who have watched great people play and want to emulate those players. I thought it was interesting too when she was asked uh, preseason what survivor she was most like. She said Kara because of her exuberant, you know, attitude and, and smiling nature, and which is a strange thing to focus on, but completely true. I mean, I could see that how Elizabeth is very similar to Kara. So she wasn't looking at someone for their gameplay, but more their personality. So I was worried about her as well. But I do think that her finding Missy was what set her on a great course as far as becoming a strategic player. But I do feel like she was a little more of a passenger as far as the moves that were being made. And I hate to even say that I use that as soon as I said it, I was like, no, here we go with pilots and passengers. Um, But I do think that Missy was a little more in charge of what was happening, but Elizabeth was, she was right in the trenches. I mean, right throughout, I think most of the decisions that were being made, especially the Chelsea vote 
where I feel like everybody was coming to Elizabeth to get Elizabeth's take on this particular person's name or that person's name because that one switched so many times on who was going to end up going home. So I think she was really in the mix and did a lot more strategizing than I had anticipated and did it in in a good way because it seemed almost all-inclusive. Even though she was very close to Missy, she seemed to be having those conversations with a lot of people as opposed to just Missy. Yeah, and in you know, she she did well at deflecting attention away from herself when she was discussing the strategy. So for example, in that situation you were talking about, names were flying around fast and furious, and she initially went along with Dean as the target so as not to rock the boat even mm-hmm. though she was against it. But when when Elaine expressed dismay, Elizabeth brought back to Aaron and Missy that Oh, Elaine's not on board, which got her point accomplished while not taking the blame herself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, and she did similar things a few times. And it's because she was acting as that go between. Like you said, everyone was talking to her. Mm -hmm. So she would she would get the information from Missy and then she'd run off and and talk to everyone else. And she used that role to put some of her own thoughts in the mix while pointing the finger at someone else in case someone didn't like that opinion. Yeah, and she did it in a very likable way. There there didn't ever seem to be it presented as if like she was telling people what to do. It really was very welcoming, almost like a conversation, getting people's thoughts and people's perceptions and their ideas. And so she really did a fantastic job keeping herself from anyone going back and going, well, Elizabeth told me that she wants to do this, and Elizabeth said she wants to do that. She was never that person, ever. Right, and... You know, now, the thing is, you mentioned when we've talked about already here and last week, her alliances with Missy and Aaron, and she was also with Elaine and others. You know, you talked about her you know, talking to other people, but as close as she might have been with them, the, the people outside of at least Missy, well, they weren't tight enough that they were going to take a stand for her. Yes. So they were talking to her, but they, they weren't with her. So, for example, Elaine said that if her alliance wanted Elizabeth out, she couldn't stick her neck out to save her, Mm -hmm. which means Elizabeth didn't exactly inspire super loyalty from anybody except maybe Missy. Very true. Yeah. I mean, she's she certainly was in the mix and talking to everybody, but her true alliance was Missy and probably Aaron. And once they were gone, that core for her was was gone and she really didn't have anybody that she could go to and I think she was trying like I think she really wanted to be with Elaine and wanted to work with Elaine closely but at that point in time you're so far into the game to try to develop a tighter relationship with somebody 30 days in it's almost impossible right right and the other thing is there were times when Elizabeth did not have a great read on things to say the least Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about how Elizabeth told us in confessional that she knew, quote, for a fact that Janet was lying to her about the upcoming vote and that that group was voting Missy, not he who shall not be named. Mm. And, you know, then she still didn't put the puzzle pieces together when that group did, in fact, vote for the very pe- person that they said they were going to. And, you know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah, that was definitely a, a problematic read because it was it was very clear at that point when everybody was voting for who they were voting for that oh that whole janet thing that wasn't true unfortunately it didn't seem to change the gameplay that had already kind of been put out there 
and it didn't make anyone, especially like Elizabeth, rethink what her perception was at that time. Right. And, you know, that that did cause a break, which uh, some of that break has now been mended somewhat on the game, uh, in the game, not outside of the game. But, uh, you know, I think that that probably did help contribute a little bit to the fact that she didn't have these tight relationships or these tight alliances with the other people. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we can move on to the second rule, which says not to scheme and plot too much or backstab too soon. Elizabeth herself didn't seem to have a problem here, but well, we just mentioned she was strongly aligned with Missy and Aaron, both of whom definitely did as we discussed at length last week. And while Elizabeth wasn't running around and making new strategies every day, she was strongly associated with them, especially again, Missy, and was thus part of a known duo or trio, which certainly didn't help matters. Really, though, I would say that scheming and plotting too much wasn't part of the reason she was voted out, except that she was an ally of two people who were very guilty of doing that. And, well, like you just said, she no longer had those allies anymore. Right. And so there, there was a possibility that she could have survived all of this because those two people who were scheming and plotting too much, who were really getting the credit for it more than Elizabeth was, when they were gone, she could have recovered. But there was other things that I think added to the reason why Elizabeth ended up being the one that they voted for in that tie situation. Because I think a huge component is that lack of alliances, like you already talked about, Elaine not willing to put her neck out for Elizabeth, because she had already aligned herself so tightly with those two. Once they were gone, she had to she had to refigure her own game. And you don't have much time to do that. And there's only so many people. And those people have already created relationships and bonds with others who are playing the game as well. So it really does put you in a strange spot. I mean, I think her best move would have been really trying to like play with Karishma because, you know, Karishma is on the, the outs. Truly join the goat army. You got to do something at that point because the people that you were kind of not really hiding behind, but you were able to get further in the game because they were making these really big moves that you were a part of, but you were deflecting the focus on you. It was more on them. Now she had an opportunity and it was something that was even discussed in this episode. I think it was with Elaine. I could be wrong, but I know she had a conversation with like somebody about how she had a chance now to really reform some new bonds with people and try to make better relationships. So she was aware that she needed to do that. But I do think it was just very late in the game for her and she probably didn't focus on the right people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Before we go on to the rest of the rules, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. If there are any for your area, if not, we'll be back even quicker. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So let's go on to the third rule, which talks about being flexible. Now, you just mentioned, uh, you know, Elaine telling her now it's time to form, you know, more relationships, but she didn't. Now, overall, how do you think she did in being flexible? Well, I think she was probably someone that tried to be, but it's hard when you have such a solid duo when there's two people that are so close together. I mean, episode one, she said that she and Missy were like the same person and they were so excited about being together. And you've already talked about the sorority sorority girl sister analogy. And then you throw Aaron into the mix. So I, I think even if she was willing to be flexible because they flipped the vote how many times, you know, if you look at how many mm-hmm. times they changed who they were targeting and who they were actually going to be voting for. So I think in that regard, she was good at being flexible, but she was good at being flexible with the people that she was playing the game with. And I don't know if she was really realizing enough that she tied herself so much to them that she was losing the ability to play the game herself in the way that she could have played the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I- think that the the real problem was that she didn't have any backup plans right you know at least no no solid ones and that meant once Aaron and especially especially Missy were gone she essentially had nobody mm-hmm. uh, you know we we talked about already how Elaine was her ally sort of but wasn't going to stick her neck out for her and you know that about covered it while Elizabeth was one of Missy's I'm sorry yes while Elizabeth was one of Missy's backup alliances Elizabeth did not have any backup alliances herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, you know, earlier I mentioned how Elizabeth was the go-between for Missy and Elaine and other people in what turned out to be the Chelsea vote. And she also took on that role at other times. I think that she used that for some flexibility as she could hear the viewpoints of others and get her own into the mix with, without coming across as problematic. But you still go back to, there was still no backup. plan. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now with that said, the only time I remember her putting her foot down when it came to wanting to keep someone around is a situation that takes us to the fourth rule. So let's go ahead and and go there because this rule tells players not to let their emotions control them. And while I would say this wasn't usually a problem for Elizabeth back in episode three, she wanted to keep Tom because she liked him, uh, you know, rather than voting based on strategy. And she spoke up, at least to us, the viewers, about it. Now, as it turned out in that episode, Vince was the right one to target anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was just an indication that Elizabeth was willing to let emotions get in the way. Yeah, and I think she's someone who wears a lot of emotion on her face as well. So you could see a lot of things that were happening to her during tribal councils where she's starting to kind of realize what's transpiring and and see what's happening. And so I do think that she was someone who, though she kept her emotions in check for the most 
part, you could certainly see when that part of her wanted to come out <laughs> because she just has one of those types of, of faces. You could see it a lot. She had some great tribal council faces. And I think, you know, when we saw uh, Aaron and Missy votes happening, you know, she saw Aaron sitting there and then Missy went home. I think there was a lot of things happening for her at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So much for uh, killing Elaine slowly and methodically, right? I know. I know. (laughs) But, but, you know, speaking of tribal council, one thing she did emphasize this week in tribal council was how loyal she was. And while Mm -hmm. while I'm sure she was saying it to convince people to keep her around, I also think that's the way she played. And, you know, for example, she would never have turned on Missy because of their friendship. Right. And, you know, that's a problem because let's say Missy hadn't been booted and Missy, Missy, I think, should have been perfectly happy to take Elizabeth to the end mm-hmm. because Missy gets to the end and she sits next to Elizabeth and says, Elizabeth was at my beck and call. Right. She did whatever I told her to do. Mm-hmm. She did not have any plans of her own. Right. You know, Elizabeth needed to cut Missy if she was going to make it to the end. Yes. And I don't think she ever would have. Right. And it's interesting because we know that Missy and Aaron had that conversation with each other, that they knew that they weren't going to sit next to each other. But we never heard that about Missy and Elizabeth. And I do agree that that's the problem with being in that sidecar, if you will, when you're when you're playing this game with somebody else, you have to have things that you can take credit for, too. And it's not just that other person that's getting credit for all of the moves that you were a part of. It needs to be known to the tribe that you were a huge part of that vote or you actually made this happen. And unfortunately for Elizabeth, I think it would have been viewed that Missy was one was the one making those decisions. And Elizabeth was just there helping her. So it would have been a very, very tough, tough thing for Elizabeth to answer to. And, you know, and I want to just mention something real quick when you said the thing about slowly killing Elaine methodically or what she, and it's, it's interesting that we saw that because I think that really represents the relationship that Missy and Elizabeth had so well, because here you are, Elizabeth is still in the game. Missy has been voted out and Missy's still telling her how to play the game, you know? And it's like, well, now you're out of the game, Missy. So let Elizabeth do it, but she's still telling her what she has to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously it didn't happen. No. And, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, to bring it back around to this rule, the reason we're talking about that again is because there's no way Elizabeth would have cut Missy. Right. And I think that's that speaks to her allowing emotion to get into in the way mm-hmm. or at least potentially so. All right. We can move on to the fifth rule, which covers how players should pretend to be nice and play the social game. And from everything we saw, Elizabeth did well here. Uh, She always seemed to be the type of person who was in good with just about everyone, as we've already talked about. And in her Ponderosa video this week, Kelly said Elizabeth was a huge social threat throughout the game because everyone was drawn to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And clearly when she was at Ponderosa, she became very close friends with Jack very quickly. So she has the ability to become friends with people and it seems like very genuine when you're seeing it kind of happen on screen which is what we got to see with the ponderosa video she does really have a way about her that people kind of gravitate towards people feel comfortable with i mean jack was talking about just how quickly they bonded and so i do think that socially she was in a great place as far as people liked her 
you know, she was she was nice, although people weren't going to go to bat for her necessarily because she had formed such close bonds and relationships with other people. But I do think overall, yeah, she was certainly someone that was was likable, very likable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even this episode, after Elizabeth lost her two closest allies, she immediately pretended to accept the results of both votes after tribal council and act like it was it was all okay instead of getting upset. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, the sixth rule we can go to, which warns against being too much of a threat. And, well, I just mentioned that Kelly called her a social threat, but I think Elizabeth's problems here didn't come so much from the social side as much as the challenge side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth said in the preseason that she was going to hide the fact that she was an Olympian, which I believe lasted less than one day. And not and, even like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, she also mentioned back then that she wanted to be a challenge beast. Now, mm-hmm. I noted in our preseason podcast that while it you know could help her early, it would work against her later. And well, yeah, it did. Uh, her name kept popping up, even though it hadn't yet gotten to the point of her being the primary target. Uh, you know, even this week, Tommy wondered aloud if they should go after Karishma, the easy vote, or Elizabeth, the Olympic athlete. Right. Oh, yeah, because you really have to remember that these people are not eating very much. They're not in the great greatest sleeping conditions. But something that Elizabeth talked a lot about in her pregame interviews is how well she understands her own body because she's an Olympian and she knows how, how much she can push herself and how she can perform. Obviously she's going to be performing under different circumstances here because she's going to be tired and hungry, but you put someone who is an Olympic athlete on that Island, chances are they're probably going to do okay, which we saw Elizabeth doing. And I think as the longer you're there, the more your body can deteriorate and the more inability you just have to perform. And I think that Elizabeth is someone that probably would have felt fine going all the way through just because of the training that her body is so accustomed to. Yeah. And, you know, on top of that, you do well in challenges. And then when you need to, you don't win. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. um, But anyway, uh, we'll move on to the seventh rule, which covers idols and advantages. And Elizabeth didn't end up with either. Now, she could have gotten an early idol, but she shouldn't have taken Boston Rob's challenge in the first episode because it was so obvious that she would lose. But in the end, I mean, that didn't really matter at all. She was so excited, though. And I have here's the thing. You got to give her props for it. I I don't think she should have tried, but at least she was like willing to where she was like, all right, I'm going to go up against Boston Rob and fire me. (laughs) Yeah. Like that, that takes some, some serious, uh, you gotta have some chops to do that. But unfortunately, yeah. So she didn't come back with an idol and I don't, do we even know what her story was when she got back? Did she do the urn thing? I think she did the urn thing, right? Yeah. I think she was the first one to come up with that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's so yeah, she didn't have anything and, she could have used it in this last tribal council, wow. obviously. But then we would have lost Janet. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have only been good for a couple, you know, two, three tribal councils anyway. So right. it, it might have changed something in the pre-merge, but doubtful. So uh, we should mention that Elizabeth was with Nora when Nora went through Karishma's bag this episode. But I, I feel like Elizabeth never would have done that on her own. Yeah, I think that, that was, was seriously like that was a, I'm going to say a ballsy move. Nor like took the bag. It's not like she just stood there and sneakily looked through it. No, she took mm-hmm. the bag with her down the beach. Like 
Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. I can't believe it. Yeah. Now, what's funny is it seems they assumed Karishma would hide an idol there in her bag if she had one and therefore didn't consider any other possibilities, which may be the reason they didn't bother to split the vote. You know, yeah. if that's if that's the case, then not splitting the vote could have helped Elizabeth if Karishma didn't have an idol because Elizabeth would obviously have been the secondary target. And, well, you know, sometimes things can get wonky even without an idol being played. But again, none of that ended up mattering in this case. Yeah. And maybe that should have been something that Elizabeth pushed for a little bit. But then if she's the other side of that vote, I yeah, don't know, yeah. that probably wouldn't have worked out so well. But no, no. But no, it was interesting that they just kind of took that as, hey, she doesn't have an idol because it's not in her bag. Because I know a lot of people we've seen throughout seasons, they don't hide them in their bag. They put them somewhere else. So that way people can't find them if they happen to be perusing through your stuff. I mean, like uh, Adam and his uh, infinite, uh, infinite, infamous, uh, excuse me while I whip this out, uh, <laughs> idol. Yeah, one of those, you know. Sometimes you don't know where people have mm -hmm. them hidden. Uh, Kelly had one in her hair. You know, that's a new one. But, I mean, people Sometimes have buried them. you don't want to know where people have yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you, and when I had the legacy advantage, it was very hard trying to wrap your brain around where do I put this? Because I don't want people to go through my bag, but people do. Do I bury it somewhere? But if I bury it somewhere, then I have to go and find it before we, you know, if we ever go to tribal council, I have to have it with me. So it's it's a lot of, you spend a lot of time in your own head trying to figure out what you're going to do with this because you don't want people to go through your bag and find it. So I do think that Krishma obviously did very well not putting it in her bag, but that should have probably been considered by Nora and company that maybe if she has one, it could be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you hide your legacy advantage? Um, I had it inside of a purple bag that we got. Like we, interestingly enough, you know, we had to pick rocks way at the beginning for like the peanut oh. butter and jelly. So then I finally, I initially just had it in my bag. Like I tried to wrap it in other stuff and then I finally put it in that purple thing. And I'm like, at least it's in a purple thing. I, I just kept wrapping it inside of things. So if someone kind of poked through, they wouldn't see it. The problem is it was kind of big because it was in a big envelope. So it was hard, but I just tried to keep wrapping things around it. So, and I was very mindful of where my bag was at all times. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't uh, keep it in your armpit like uh, Karishma said she's doing. No, no. But for the first day that I had it, it was mostly in my back like the entire day. And I was very mm. nervous <laughs> because like, at some point I need to do something with this and I didn't know what to do with it. Because at that point, here's the thing, survivor hopefuls. When you start the game, your bag is very empty, right? There's nothing in there because you have a bag with legit nothing in it. So if you start to hoard things, it's much easier to hide what you might have. And we saw that Karishma was clearly hoarding some things. She had some shells and different things. So the more mm -hmm. things that you hoard and you put in your bag, the harder it is for people to find things in your bag. Just saying. Okay. So become a hoarder. Yes. You absolutely need to be a hoarder if you're out there. I think people should just show up on the beach and fill their bag with sand so that, uh, you know, oh. they're just carrying around sandbag. There you go. That's a good idea. There's a lot of things you can do. All right. Well, we've gone a little bit off the beaten path there, <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Uh, so uh, anyway, let's uh, let's uh, come back here to uh, Appendix A, which is about the rest of the tribe keeping their end goals in mind when voting and tells players to vote out the weak, then the strong, then the weak, then the strong. 
Now, we're still in the stage of voting out strong threats, so it's not surprising that Elizabeth the Olympian got voted out. But we have to remember she wasn't the actual target. Karishma was, which is a bit of a head-scratcher because they kept Karishma around all that time and decided to target her now when there were still plenty of more threatening players around. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I have two points to make about this. Uh, the one thing that I will say about Elizabeth ending up being the one that voted out, and I know she wasn't the initial target, but you do have to think about who is on the jury now. And we know that two of her best buds are on the jury, right? Aaron mm-hmm. and Missy. So if you get to the final three with Elizabeth, she might have two very strong voices and advocates in her corner and two people that would probably vote for her. So there's that to be mindful of. So not having her in the final three is probably a good idea considering who's on the jury. But right. I, someone tweeted at me and I had the same exact thought about Karishma that is it possible that Karishma because she was so concerned about playing her idol correctly and wanted to play it correctly that she just decided to kind of goad people into voting for her. So then she could play her idol correctly and make it appear in front of the jury as if look what I did, because it was so strange how like she and Dan have a conversation and she immediately walks away, not very far from Dan and Lauren and then starts talking about Dan like out loud with somebody else on the hammock and that's where she immediately then became a target so i don't know if that's what her intentions were yeah rob has talked about this on several of his podcasts as well and i would love to know the answer because i i I feel like the answer is no i i think that she believed she was far enough away and they were whispering i mean we've we've seen now you you were there you you know I, I, but I, I, we've seen situations where you look at it and go, how are they having this conversation so close? But if they whisper, they can't necessarily hear, you know, there's other things going on. And that is true. But I think maybe they just weren't very good at whispering. I mean, that happens to me. (laughs) I've had that happen literally in a case where I was testifying and I had an employee who was with me and he wanted to whisper something to me. And he said it so loud that the person who was questioning me heard it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, you got to work on your whisper voice. (laughs) Right. But I will say this too, is that when you're out there and you're like just on the island hanging out, you're not wired for sound. Like there's no microphone attached to you at that point. So there are people with big boom mics who want to be able to hear what you're saying. And if you're not speaking loud enough, you will be told that you are not speaking loud enough because they'll hit you on top of the head with a boom mic. Not even joking. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking about some production stuff here. I'm sorry, CBS. I'm not trying to throw you under. I'm just saying, you know, like if they can't hear you, it's not going to be part of the narrative, right? So they need to be able to hear you. And that's how they that's how they record what you're saying. So you don't really have an option to sit that close to someone and speak in hushed tones without being called out for it, you know? So I don't know. I just kind of feel like it was such an abrupt move. Like she got done talking to Dan and immediately got up and then walked over and sat down and immediately started talking about that like conversation that she just had with Dan. It just to me seemed kind of forced. Like she wanted, she wanted everybody to pay attention to her and wanted people to talk about her. 
because she wanted to play her idol correctly. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly better than the alternative, which is she went from talking to people about Elizabeth to literally talking to Elizabeth in front of them. Yeah. So I hope that she did it because she wanted to draw the votes. It would be interesting if that's what she did, because what does the jury then see? Will they see her playing an idol correctly? I don't know. I just feel like there might be something there. Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, you know, Elizabeth was being talked about as a close second. Yes. When they, you know, and, you know, once the one on one or the one to one tie caused a revote, there was no doubt who was going. I know that there was some fear when Janet's name came up, but I knew immediately no way Janet's going. And you know, I, I think other factors besides just the threat level contributed to the tribe primarily targeting Karishma, uh, you know, going back to the whole weak, strong situation. Mm-hmm. But once again, it turned out not to matter, at least for now, because when primary target was gone, well, then they went to boom, let's let's get rid of the strong. Right. And and this also goes back to what we were already talking about, how Elizabeth didn't really have anybody in her corner at that point either. So if you want to vote for Karishma this time, well, we can vote for Elizabeth next time if she doesn't win immunity, because you have to look at who the groups of people are that are working together. And Elizabeth isn't in that group anymore. So Mm -hmm. she does essentially become an easier vote for them as long as she doesn't win immunity then, okay, we can always get to Elizabeth later. And I know that we've seen that with Karishma a lot, where they're always like, oh, we can get to Karishma later. And then when they did, look what happened. <laughs> so, right. you know, sometimes it's better to to make your vote count when you can. And I think in this instance, even though Karishma was the target, they at least had an Elizabeth target as well, which I'm also curious how they decided who, like, why did Dan still vote for Elizabeth? I know I know Dan told Krishna to vote for Janet, but he still voted for Elizabeth. So I, I don't know how that transpired either. Well, I would suspect that and, and that I, this is not my own idea. I think Rob or one of his guests mentioned it this week uh, that Dan voted for Elizabeth because he heard his name being you know thrown around. So you want to make sure that there's someone besides Krishna there. Yeah, that's because true. You know, and if Karishma was drawing the uh, the votes on her, then, well, maybe you want to make sure she's not doing exactly what she did. So you throw another name out there just in case. Mm-hmm. And now after the show, you sent a text to me about how odd it was that Karishma voted the way that she did. Yeah. Because even after the way he who shall not be named, although I may have just accidentally done it, uh, acted and, you know, others have also pointed this out. Now, my theory, uh, which I texted back to you, is that she believed she might have been able to work with Elizabeth if she stayed. But another possibility is she really did believe the vote was being split with Janet and figured, well, that's the way I should add my vote to the mix so that I can be brought back in if you know I, look I did what I was told to do yeah no that's true that is true although I feel like I don't know why not take a shot at that right. point you know? <laughs> if you really think they're yeah. coming after you and then there's a there's an alternate person who's being voted for maybe they're all just lying to you which they clearly were if she had thrown a different name out there Maybe there would have been a different result, but who knows if it would have been between Elizabeth and 
someone like Dan or whoever else she would have put down on that parchment, how the vote would have come up at that point. I Honestly, I think it would have been Elizabeth no matter what. I yeah. think Elizabeth was the target and then it switched to Karishma and Elizabeth was still in everybody's mind for all of the reasons that we've gone over. Oh, I agree. No, I definitely do agree. I mean, it would have been interesting to see it play out. But yeah, Elizabeth was she was in a tough spot because she had lost. She lost Aaron and Missy. And so she really didn't have she didn't have those people. Right. Her core group. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in any case, uh, even though we were all upset that Karishma didn't vote for he who shall not be named, Sarah Channon pointed out on Twitter that Janet might have lost that tie revote. So it may well have been a blessing in disguise because fans might have burned down CBS if Janet was voted out instead of that guy. Yeah, that would have been a little aggressive. That, that, I mean, that would have been, that would have been terrible. Yeah. So no, I was as soon as I saw Janet's name come up, I was like, oh, no, I was not happy. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah, that would have been that would have been a lot for the survivor community to swallow. Oh, yeah, that would have been yeah. bad. All right. Uh, we don't have much to say about Appendix B, which uh, discusses, you know, uh, uh, placing people on the jury and and uh, kind of playing the jury, except what you already brought up, which was that. You know, um, Elizabeth had Missy and Aaron on the jury there, and you mm -hmm. don't want to take someone along who is already so solid with jurors. Right. And, you know, now, did it play a huge role? Yeah, probably not. Did it play a potential role? Yeah, it could have. Mm -hmm. I think the closer you so, get to that final three, the more people start kind of looking at the jury and saying, who's going to vote for who, depending on who I'm sitting next to. So they might be having those conversations but they might still not be there yet right so all right so with uh, everything we've discussed uh, what are your final thoughts well i did have concerns as i've already expressed about elizabeth before she started playing this game because she was not a survivor super fan but she surprised me all the same because she did make connections with people that allowed her to strategize in this game even though she might not have been driving the boat or, you know, being the pilot or whatever we want to say about <laughs> she and Missy's relationship. At least she found someone who she could play this game with. And I think helped her understand strategically how to play this game, because I think if she hadn't, she might have struggled a little bit more. Her social ability to have conversations, make friends and connect with people was good. Unfortunately, she kind of limited that real connection with Missy. And then it kind of trickled over to Aaron. Because of that, she didn't really have anybody that was willing to fight for her when those two people were gone. And unfortunately for her, I think that had a huge impact on her game. She did describe herself and explain why she would survive Survivor when she did her initial interviews. And she said she was physically, mentally, and socially strong, that she can easily connect with people, her alliances will be strong and help carry her through the game. She can win individual immunity due to her strength as an athlete. She's a tough girl who will fight until the end. And I do really believe that that is a perfect explanation of Elizabeth and how she ended up playing her game. She did all of those things except win immunity. And she said that that was her million dollar mistake was not winning immunity in that last challenge. She didn't get to eat pancakes and bacon. But she also didn't get the necklace. So unfortunately for Elizabeth, that was the challenge she needed to win. And she just didn't. And she found herself in a tough spot with her core group gone. And really come down to it when it was between her and Janet. Janet had 
more solid relationships with the people who were voting in that tie that Elizabeth did not have. And unfortunately for Elizabeth, that brought the end to her game. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth came into the game intending to be a challenge beast, and she succeeded in showing that she was a threat in that regard. But by succeeding, that meant she showed herself to be, well, the threat that I just mentioned, yet couldn't pull off the win when she needed it most, like you just said. In our preseason podcast, I said when we got to this point, we would say Elizabeth didn't scheme and plot enough, but she played a good social game. I was right about the latter, and Elizabeth was generally well-liked. She surprised me in the former area by getting more into strategizing than I thought she would, but she still didn't get fully into it because she had her main allies, and that was about it. She managed to get her opinion into play within that group, which, of course, was good, but didn't really have anyone outside to work with. No matter how well-liked she was, people were not willing to go to the map for her and risk their own games. They decided not to target her this week, because there was a general consensus to finally get rid of Karishma. But at best, it looked like this would have given her a few more days in the game, even if the idol hadn't been in play. Elizabeth simply didn't have anyone left who was truly in her corner. Once her main supporters, Missy and Aaron, were gone, she had nowhere else to go and nobody else who wanted to take her to the end. She was friends with just about everyone, but had no backup plan that we saw. And that is why Elizabeth lost. See, we got all that without any exit interviews. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, you know, last last season was, uh, uh, you know, a good, uh, a good practice ground <laughs> for true. us there. We had to prep for this. Yeah. All right. So it is time for predictions. Mm. And next week, it's the loved ones visit. And yep. when I think about that as it relates to he who shall not be named, all I can say is, Ew. Um, beyond that, we don't really know much more, so we need to base it on what's been going on already. Obviously, Karishma was the target this week and survived only because of her idol. Does that mean she'll be the easy target next time, too? Or yes. will it turn on other people? No, I think it'll be her. Okay. <laughs> Just jump the gun. No, that's fine. I, uh, yeah, as much as I'd like to hope for a different outcome, I think the tribe will take another run at her. And unless she wins immunity or finds another idol, they're going to succeed this time. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I think that if Karishma's whole plan was, I want the jury to see me play my idol correctly so she can have an appearance that she's playing the game well, she succeeded. But now you have to think about the ramifications of that. And I think the ramifications are going to be, well, we're going to try again because we yeah. tried once and we're unsuccessful. Now we're just going to hope that she doesn't have an idol again. And I, I just feel like that's, that's going to be the, the response to that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the straightforward thing to do. And I know that the season straightforward hasn't been the uh, thing, the thing that happens, but a lot of that was Aaron and Missy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the one thing about the loved ones vote is, is that a lot of things can happen. Someone can not take someone who they thought, you know, were, they were going to take. I feel like that doesn't really play a role. I know it gets played up on the show sometimes, but, but yeah, I think just all roads lead back to Karishma. Yeah. I mean, because again, if you go back to who has connections with people, Karishma doesn't have connections with anybody that's left. And everyone who is left, 
kind of has some type of a connection or relationship with the other people who are there. And I, I just don't see her having that solid second anywhere. I feel like she's still on the outs. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. going to make it easier for everybody to say, Hey, you know what? We'll vote for her this time because she really is on the outs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right. As we wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out two things at Rob has a website. First, we know holiday shopping season is upon us and you can help support RHAP by going to Rob has a website.com slash shopping and clicking on the links for Amazon and Walmart if you're doing your online shopping at these sites. Um, I've already been doing it. So uh, the second is our weekly reminder about the RHAP patron program at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. Rob does so many special things for patrons, including the patron-only podcast, first access to live show tickets, and much more. And there is a live know-it-alls this week, or this coming week, in Brea, California, we will not be there, unfortunately, mm, but, sad. Um, but you know, any patrons who had uh, gotten tickets, they got a discount. So uh, there's also, of course, the Facebook groups where you'll find that great community of people uh, you can talk to about Survivor, Big Brother, etc. So uh, remember, two different sites uh, or two different pages on the site. Rob has a website dot com slash shopping for Amazon and Walmart links and some other stuff, too. And also Rob has website dot com slash patron to join the patron program and once you do that and get to the facebook groups make sure to say hello yes and the patron group is full of people who really love this community they have incredible discussions about the show it really is a bunch of people delving even deeper than what you watched in that 42 minutes of 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 an episode if you really want to have some incredible discussions that's a great group of people to join and they also get all the tickets for everybody else for all of these things so so (laughs) Be, you know, if you want to get to go to these live know-it-alls, if you're a patron, it's much, much more likely that you get a ticket than if you are not a patron. So be mindful of that. All right. And uh, then, of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter, where Jessica is at Jessica Lewis 89 and I am at David Bloomberg. Yes. And you should join both of us or not join both of us. You should follow both of us so then you can get both sides of the discussion. We both live tweet during every episode on Wednesdays and we have a lot of discussions throughout the week. So please follow us both. I'm at Jessica Lewis 89. He's at David Bloomberg and you can see all the wonderful postings. And sometimes I put up pictures of Bloomberg. So that's fun too, right? Uh, Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) And we should also um, say thanks to Scott St. Pierre, who does all of the editing on why blank lost podcasts. And also thanks to Will from America for the incredible theme song. And also thanks to you, David Bloomberg, for being my podcast mentor. And also for another wonderful edition of Why Blank Lost. Well, thank you. And uh, we do have to do a hashtag. Ah, no. I know you were trying to rush past it there to to avoid it. That was a nice nice try. But you, you know what you should have had? You should have had a backup plan. I should have had a backup plan. But Elizabeth didn't. So you know what I think the hashtag should be? Lack no backup of a, plan. No, yes, no backup plan. Perfect. Hashtag so, no backup course, plan. Right. And of course, the hashtag for this podcast overall is YXLost. Uh, and before we do wrap up, I want to remind everyone about the poster, which we discussed earlier, which covers all the rules. 
Uh, again, go to tinyurl.com slash David Rules Poster and make sure you're subscribed to all of the RHAP Survivor podcasts at robhasapodcast.com slash Survivor or on your favorite podcatcher. We are also on the reality TV rehab ups feed. And in both places, you can find great content like the know-it-alls, This Week in Survivor, the B&B, and much more. So with all that said, thanks to you, Jessica, for another great episode. Yes, and thanks to you, David Bloomberg. And I got all the other thank yous out a little bit earlier than usual. See, we're switching it up a little bit. We're switching week. it up. We're trying <laughs> to, you know, make sure people don't get, uh, you know, don't, we're being flexible. That's right. right. We are implementing our own rules. So. Yeah, we're being flexible this week. So thank you, David Bloomberg. And thank you to all the listeners. Really do appreciate you hanging in there with us again. And we will be back next week. That's right. We'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye. a survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. This is why blind lost Oh baby, this is why blind lost Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.